Filling Closet Factory. Let's be real. My Talk 1071 is KTMY FM, HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. the show it's the adventures of bradley and dawn on my talk 1071 it's the day after the golden globes and we have things to talk about and not our uh, game show talk about but we have some notes for the golden globes on some very important things that they could do to make the broadcast less painful yeah you know we're stage directors at heart no uh, but here's the thing we got lots of opinions sitting on that couch last night if you missed the Golden Globes, we've got a full recap for you. I'm sure the rest of the shows today, in fact, I know all the shows have been covering this very story all day. So stick with us on my talk and you'll get a full rundown of uh, last night's Golden Globe festivities and likely on into the week because I imagine there'll be some more stories. But mm. to your point, Don, we have lots of opinions, um, mostly from stage direction standpoint. Also, from just like, what the bleep? What was that? Yeah. For example, when it comes to stage directing, I think I am not alone in suggesting perhaps next year those who organize the Golden Globes. I know they started this is a new broadcast this year, right? It's you not had a the new first group time of people. This has happened. Yeah, well, but you had an I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. They had a new group of people. It's a new format because it's not the old can we create a path for the winners of the award show to actually be able to walk down to pick up their dang awards? It's, it's an award show and the people couldn't get their awards. I mean, and they had to do boom, 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 ching, ching, Yeah, boom, no, boom, like they had to go deep on the playing music to like the instrumental like parts. Six minutes of people walking up. I mean, literally every single one was. For 30 seconds. Yeah, it was more than 30 seconds. While they were walking. And then and then I feel like every single time, the fa- same four people had to get up out of their chair to move, to create yeah. enough space. It was terrible. There was a woman in a wheelchair who was right in the path that everybody took. Some woman in a beautiful red dress. I forget who it was. But it was like... And every actor who won had to spend the lovely moment they had walking up going, where do I go? Everyone was mouthing, where do I go? The best play on music would have been... (laughs) Like, everybody trying to figure out which seat to go by. At least, I mean, crowd served them up there. I don't care. (laughs) I've always said, I, I mean, the problem is, and I thought, shrink the size of the tables... And make people sit closer. These tables are too big, and I know that get they a have... damn space that's big enough. It is 2024. It's Hollywood. Yeah, definitely. Like they always have it at a certain venue, don't they? Because it's sort. I of, don't think I don't so. Know. I don't care. I don't either. I'm just saying, like it's Hollywood. This is the thing I love. Like, I mean, I know Hollywood I know. is real. People are going to say something. These stars need to get together and go. You need to solve this problem. Yeah. Don't make one it was person the Karen. So obvious, and I don't think we're just being uh, extra Kareny. Although we'll get there. But Mike, did you have that feeling as well? One hundred percent. By the way, it's the Beverly Hilton is where Beverly they always have Hilton. it at, oh, and they it's always have it more there. and more people. Well, guess what? Yeah, yes. exactly. Beverly Hilton. I had You're that same on notice. Feeling. Sorry. No, I was going to say I had that same feeling. I felt very claustrophobic watching it, and just awkward. I I they do want to visit. The other option is the following. Get a harness before each break. Yeah. Hook up each nominee. And then you whip and them up And when there. it's announced, 
Fred in the back is going to yank a chain. And it'll be exciting and fun because they won't know they're being yanked. <laughs> and then it's like... Oh. Hopefully one of them won't pee. Yeah, almost like a I've pinata. Somebody's going to start swinging at the people flying up to the front. Uh, you know the runways that they have that are the tops of the um, separating the tiers of people? You know, like it's it's like a lit up... It could be a walkway. If they made it one, get a mm. people mover... Like in the airport, and just get them <laughs> boom, boom, but put boom. sides on it so a they walking don't fall sidewalk. over. <laughs> yes, I honestly. What's wrong with that? And make sure that their train doesn't get hicked in it. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do that's not as ridiculous as this. Well, but. that's the other thing is I think like you you if you are a nominee, no trains because you're just going to present a lot of opportunities to get stuck as chairs move. And yes. slide. I mean, you're going to get caught. And in fact, there were two women. One, I think, was from Succession when she went up there. I was like, oh, her dress is coming off. There was a point at which she got yanked back. And I thought, oh my God, wouldn't that be not hilarious? Yeah. If her, like, just whoop, her dress disappears. It, it was, uh, yeah. It was just every single time. And why is it that all the winners were in the back? Why are you putting Bradley Cooper up front? front and center to make him think he's going to win. He's not going to win. You know it. The only one that they did have like right up there close, I think was Oppenheimer. Like they didn't have to walk back. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Now. Well, and what's his nuts? Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. should have rearranged sure. the table though. Cause Emily Blunt and John yeah, Krasinski are standing the right next to the stage yeah. and they're not getting up for anything. Yeah. They're not going to win. On. It's just logistics. It's just like, yeah, you could have hired us and we would have looked at that thing and in and about that, 10 minutes said, I'm not gonna kiss what the hell are you doing either. with, Oh, Any yeah. celebrities, I'm going to be well, like, I'm cause... sorry that you think you're the big star, but you're not nominated, so you're in the back. Yeah. Well, it's because we have no val- or no values. Like, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not like going to lose anything There's by no having a, a hot take. That's right. Because nobody's going to not no consider cares. us for a job. They're going to be like, They're like that dog will never work in this town again. I'm like, I They're don't like, care. Well, I don't. So. Yeah. Did you like the show? You did. Okay. Here's the other thing we need to talk about stage direction. We're unofficial stage directors. Can we talk about the statuettes? Yeah. It was hot potato with statuettes. Did you notice this, Mike? Because both John and I did. It was like one person would grab the statuette mm-hmm. and lovingly cling it during their acceptance fine then there were the strokers sure then there were the passer offers who would pass it off to someone else but then there was this whole kerfuffle at one point where you could hear the person say oh i have to hold on to it i can't because they tried to give it away so clearly there had been some direction to those who received the golden globe to hold on to it during their acceptance but for example the french lady from anatomy of a fall yes. the direct was she the director yeah she's yeah. the she's wrote it as well and she just put hers on the floor mm-hmm. but then some people i think it was divine um joy randolph joy randolph she handed it to someone and i think that, to angela yeah. bass was it angela bass that she handed it to but but Literally, each person did it differently, and I was like, don't give them the statuette until they've done their acceptance speech Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to fumble because you're putting the celebrity in a horrible position. They either have to hold it, but then they got to hold a little piece of paper, but then they're flustered, but then do they know where to, like, just don't give it to them until... Until they're and done. Do they? But are some people, we have to take a poll. We'll call up some celebrities who have won. And I we'll thought you say, didn't care about their opinions. I do, but I don't want any guff from anyone when I set down my rules. Just say, is it important for you to hold the award as you speak? 
Well, no, but the problem is not everybody's going to answer in the affirmative. Right. And so everyone will be create... divided. Why don't? Why can't there be a little pedestal next to the? Well, there's microphone? a guy. There was a. Uh, uh, remind me again, the young man who was holding them for people. Well, that was he was a recipient of a scholarship. Yeah. So just have, I mean, have him continue to hold it while they're giving their speech. And then when they're done with their speech, he hands the award. They take a photo. They're going to take a hundred photos after they get through those curtains anyway. Exactly. It just, it, it, it created every single time you were like, like, oh, I have to hold a prop. Oh, I'm going to talk about the prop. Oh, it's very heavy. Oh, I don't know what to do with this. No, it's yelling wrap up at me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it says I have to wrap up. I have to wrap it up. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Stop saying You're an actor. I'm sorry, but you think this is your moment and it should be longer? That's what you're saying. Do you remember in high school theater class when Barb, you guys were reading a screenplay? Is Barb my teacher? No, Barb is your student friend. And she, maybe this is her first semester. Yeah. In theater class. And you're reading the screenplay and she says, and she starts reading the stage directions. And you're like, we don't, we don't actually read the stage directions. We just read the dialogue. Yeah. That happens in a part of Maestro actually. Does it really? Yeah, it does. He starts reading the stage directions. Well, I mean, you know. And she laughs at him. But honestly, yeah. (laughs) Let's stop talking about the statue. Okay. It's just like shiny objects. They're like, oh, wow, here I have this, and here it is in my hand. And then this room is so intimidating. That was the other one. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Although I did think... You're auditioning. Io um, Adibiri, I always pronounce her name incorrectly, but from the bear, she was so... Just you could tell she was this. so full of like joy and mm-hmm. happiness, but she was just like out of her body. She was funny. She yeah. was off the cuff. She thanked people. She was funny, yeah. just like Kieran Culkin. Yeah, he was funny. And as do well. you know who wasn't off the cuff? We and then we got to go, but we'll we'll continue this conversation. Was and I quite enjoyed um, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Hilarious. Downey Jr. Hilarious, but you could tell he had like. Read a, he had a, a piece of paper. And he read Thank from it. You. But it's still, he just did it naturally. I could see the big print on yeah. it. So he timed it out. Good yeah. job. That's the example. When we come back, Dawn is going to tell us why one member of Hollywood's elite <laughs> failed miserably when it comes to grooming. And we'll tell you who that is when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Hey guys, Bradley here for my good friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Did you know that without energy efficient window coverings, a home can lose up to 30% of heating and cooling energy through its windows? According to the Department of Energy, when it comes to Hunter Douglas window treatments, energy efficiency and comfort go hand in hand. Hunter Douglas cellular shades are the most insulating interior shades available anywhere. While you might think your vinyl blinds are helping save energy, studies have shown that cellular shades outperform traditional vinyl blinds in terms of energy efficiency. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom to explore how premium Hunter Douglas window treatments can enhance and elevate your home, delivering the utmost in sophistication and quality. Choose from different materials, styles, operating systems, fabrics, and colors to create your perfect Hunter Douglas window treatment solution. Check out the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins or online at littleblindspotmn.com. The Little Blind Spot, service. Tickets coming up in the next hour to see Art at the Guthrie. A pair of tickets to see that play. So please uh, stay tuned for that. But right now we got to get back to Golden Globes talk. It's the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk. Um, I have some notes here for uh, an individual. Yeah. Who looked real scummy. Oh. And scummy. They're not fooling anybody. Who's that? Leonardo. DiCaprio. What do you mean he's not fooling anyone? Shave your neck. <laughs> Are you trying to create a shadow effect so that we don't think you have some slight that you didn't age that you have some? Slight oh, you think he's chin? covering up like a waddle? Yes, oh. it's so Does gross. Work? Does that work? He had like a blow tee. He had like also a blow tee. <laughs> What's a blow tee? It's a goatee, and it it blows. It's ugly. Okay, and a sort of a slight beard under here, and then his entire neck was a beard, and it looked unkempt and gross. All right, so no neck beard. No, he did look kind of uh, like unshaven. And then I'm pretty sure he had some type of a hairpiece on the back. I'm just saying. Yeah, I couldn't see that. It's you mentioned that. It's poofy. And, when he turned yeah. to the side, I'm like, that's too much hair back there sticking out. Yeah. So it's a very good hairpiece if he has one. But it really looked bad in the back. If I was his hair person, I'd be like, oh, oh, no. We need to be a little more subtle. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, a lot of interesting looks last night. But there were some really amazing looks, too. Like, I first of all, can we talk? Did we put him somewhere else? I just want to make sure we get the chance to obsess over our boyfriend. Which one? Jeremy. <laughs> which one? Jeremy Allen White. <laughs> Oh my god. That man is so beautiful. I I keep thinking like is it an optical illusion? Am I, know. I just have I just indulged the hype too much? His he photographs really well and I saw him on the bear but, but then he cleaned looked up. great last night. He's like a Roman statue. So did Ryan Gosling. I wanted the two of them to sit at a table together and hold hands. Shirtless. <laughs> staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> Beautiful men. Oh my god! Beautiful men. Yes, yes. He looked fantastic. But, and the hair, like I, I, I love. I just, I love beautiful hair on men. And I will say, Jeremy Allen White's hair looked amazing last night. Um, Matt Bomer's hair looked amazing. So, like, oh, lots he is of so pretty and beautiful women. You know who had beautiful hair last night was uh, Divine Joy Randolph. Oh, she looked gorgeous. But we did get a little concerned at one point. We were a little worried about her areola that things were going to get free. <laughs> 
It, I mean, she was serving those up on a shelf, and they looked beautiful, but yeah. the whole time I was nervous in well, her moment. Is that bad that I was nervous? No. I was, and I'm like, I see six inches of areola. But that's, I think, <laughs> see six like inches of areola. areola. <laughs> but I could, I was like, she is like a sneeze away from. She's the busting out. From getting an FCC uh They're going to have to blur her areola but, on the rebroadcast. But she must know something we don't know. Because not only was she presenting, like if you guys didn't see it, she was very busty last night. That outfit was like a corset almost. Very, um, like, I don't know, reminded me of like jiggle a... TV. <laughs> no, no, I mean, there's definitely some jiggle happening. But it reminded me of like a sort of 19th century, like, corset, Bodice. bustier. Anyway, moral of story. Um, I was like, moral she must... Moral of story. She must know something that we don't because... She was so confident in that dress. She, she didn't was keep bouncing. pulling it up. No, she was bouncing up. She and, literally like, went, at the boop, end, boop, after boop. she, you know, thanked everyone that she wanted to. And by the way, we should mention that um, she won last night for best supporting porting? female actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for the holdovers, and um, which I added to my list because I oh, want to see that. So good. Um, but I also, you know, what I loved her on. Only Murders in the Building. And she was in something else this year, too. She showed up in another Um, movie I saw this year. I think the first time I saw her was the Billie Holiday movie. but Oh, she was in Rustin, which is another movie, which we'll talk about later. Uh, But she, as she thanked everyone when she won her award, she then did like a jump up and down dance. And I was like, she must know something we don't because she was fully confident and jumping up and down. If I had been in that thing, I would have been I would have held on to things. Well, she's I, I'm actually skimming through her speech right now and it does like towards the last minute of it, there's more areola <laughs> than the beginning. Now, I am really a fan of hers. Should just you as have, an actress, I, Dawn next also, year is gonna have areola cam. I mean, it's it's popping out. She has a list. Thank you. She had three little pieces oh, of Oh, I loved it. I loved you. it. She was very, she handed over her award, read her speech, then took the award back and left. She was very, like, she knew exactly she what she was She was emotional doing. and it was like. And her hair looked great. She looked beautiful. Yeah. And she totally deserves that award. Can we also riddle me this? Why was Bradley Cooper's mom wearing sunglasses, <laughs> blue blockers, inside <laughs> Was she going to get on her iPad? I thought maybe, maybe she, she had, had accidentally gotten her eyes dilated <laughs> and forgot she was going to the Academy Awards that night. So she had to keep the sunnies on. We looked online. I don't know if, if you saw this, Mike, but we looked online on the red carpet. They didn't appear to be full on sunglasses. They were just tinted. But in the on the telecast, it fully looked like she was he was sitting there with this little lady who had <gasps> like so blue blockers on. Now at I'm his seeing, table, I was like, "Who is that?" And I was like, "I think that's Bradley Cooper's mom." Sure I'm seeing other award shows where she has on sunglasses the whole time, and they're like rimmed with diamonds. Well, she likes sunglasses. Just, maybe that's She's like thing. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, we're going to keep up the conversation this time with some of the movies that were nominated, some that won, some that didn't, but mostly were uh, movies that we watched over the weekend as well. And we'll have thoughts on those and more when we return on My Talk 107.1. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. My Talk 107.1. We are Bradley and Dawn and my car producers here um, as well. Well, we saw some movies over the weekend, uh, quite a few actually between us. And um, let's start off with one we both watched, which is May, December. May, December is on Netflix and it stars Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. It's basically a parody. I don't want to say parody, but it is a parallel story to that loosely inspired loosely inspired inspired by uh, mary Kay letourneau and villy falau's romance if you want to call it that well i wouldn't call it that i'm sure you know uh, i i would think abusive toxic uh child abuse behavior or relationship i don't i don't however you want to call it Mm -hmm. the the uh crime of the century yeah that's not a crime of the century but controversial story let's call it yeah exactly (laughs) um so this is about natalie portman going to who plays an actress who is going to stay with essentially mary Kay letourneau's family who's played by julianne moore um and she is doing this to get a better idea and a sense of who the character is she'll be playing julianne moore um so it's a character study thing, and she's staying with them. And I was underwhelmed. Yeah, I, I like. I honestly just had more questions than answers at the end of the film. There were some really, there was some really great acting and some really interesting things that I wanted to understand more from the filmmaker Todd Haynes. But in terms of its critical success and popularity, I, I was left a little confused. Yeah, I don't know, like, whenever you watch a movie and you don't really care to think about it later, you're like, it doesn't really make you think. You just go, why did I watch that? It's not terrible. I actually, I think it did make me think because there are some topics. So I guess in that sense it was successful, but because there were some things about the story that I was just like, I... I wish you would have spent more time like drilling in on these things, the things that I actually was curious about in the film. Like I felt like there was a lot of fertile ground for a filmmaker to go into with that story. But I also wanted to understand what was Todd Haynes objective or like his goal, because, for example, if you go over to the Wikipedia page, you realize that like 90 percent of critics had a positive rating of that film. And I'm just like, okay, help me understand why. Because it seemed like the movie was trying to be a a number of things, and I couldn't quite tell which. For example, there was humor, but almost in a a parody way. I mean, you used the word parody before. I was like, I kind of got the impression it wasn't for parody, but at the same time, it kind of read that way. For example, one of the first scenes, this is not a spoiler, she is the woman who plays the sort of Mary Kay Letourneau character, all grown up. Post scandal, she and the Villy Falau character uh, are now raising a family and they're having a barbecue. And she opens the fridge and says, We don't have enough hot dogs in a sort of breathless way. And the music plays like, like dramatic music. It's like 80s soap opera music. And you're like, 
Yeah, but 80s soap opera music, like, really bad 80s yeah, soap bad, opera Yeah, like an after-school special. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, am I supposed to laugh? Because I think that's hilarious, but I don't know that I'm supposed to be laughing. So you couldn't quite tell, like, why, what's that for? Uh-huh. It was like, what are you trying to be? Are you trying to be this or that? And I'm, I'm, I don't need, like, necessarily something to be so planned out. I like weird movies and stuff, but I just didn't know the point. Um, there's another moment. I mean, there are a lot of moments like this that are, like, overly dramatic um, but maybe he was trying to show how she wasn't very emotionally mature. Mm. And so everything seemed very dramatic to her. Yeah. Like there's a moment where she kind of loses a part of her business and she, but it's not really that big of a deal. And she's yeah. sobbing like someone's died. Yeah. So, which I kind of, I was like, oh, okay. So here, okay. So the Vili Falau character is, so did we explain properly for the audience who doesn't know this story? So mm, Mary yeah. Kay Letourneau and Vili Falau, he was a teenager. What was he? 13? Seventh grade. Seventh yes. grade. Um, and she was what? 30 something years old. Too old. Yeah. Way old. An adult. Yeah. He was not an adult. She was an adult and she had a sexual relationship with this child. Mm. And then ended up impregnating, or she was impregnated by him. Went to prison. Went to prison, et cetera. So it's that story. So if you guys don't remember that story. So now they're all grown up. It's sort of as their their children are graduating high school, the youngest children. And things start, the actress Natalie Portman shows up to sort of mirror, the, or mirror her life, understand it for this role. Mm-hmm. But in the process... She kind of is almost like single white femaleing. Like she's trying to to do a Be character her. study, but then you're like, but where does the line blur between character study and like mania? Because she just oh, came God. across very like very she was maniacal. Too into it to the point. Well, and you know, yeah. in the background, she's cheating. Again, these oh, are not yeah, major yeah, spoilers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, but like yeah, she's inappropriate at times, and you're like, well. You know, that she did that, but you don't have to do that to get into character. So I was just left feeling like, okay, I just don't know the hype yeah, of why this same. is so great. Same. I guess I just don't like Todd Haynes movies. That could be, could be it. Yeah. Could be. Mike, did you see that movie? I did not. Okay. Uh, another movie that uh, you saw this weekend, Dawn Saltburn, which I have not seen, but I yeah. know a lot of people around here have seen, and I will definitely see it before the Oscars. Mike, have you seen it? No, that was the movie that uh, Paul came in here and described it to us, and at which point I went and said, I'm going to go look at Internet Movie Database's parental guide just to figure out what he's talking about, because I'm definitely not going to watch this film. At which point I asked everybody who's seen it, does it play as bad as it reads? Oh my gosh. I mean... What did you think, Don? Here's the thing. I don't understand the hype about this movie. I didn't love it. Honestly, everyone thinks it's so great. I didn't love it. I what I did think, you not love about it? Um, there was a lot of speak, speaking of fertile ground. Let's talk about Saltburn. <laughs> there was a lot of forced intimacy, and what I mean by that is camera tricks where you're right up close on someone's face, and 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 you have the characters so close together, and they're almost kissing, but they're not. So it gives it feels titillating to watch. Um, and there is intimacy, but like all of this hype about like these shocking things, don't go into it thinking about that. Like, because that was distracting to me since I've heard there's this one scene and you need to film yourself. Do not film yourself. It's, it's just, it's, 
it is what it is. And oh, we should say for the audience who has has no idea what this movie is about. If I remember correctly, this is the one where Barry Keoghan's character goes to like some fancy estate that his mm-hmm. like bestie lives in and his dysfunctional family is there and he basically like things sort of unravel i will give this the trailer gives you something that is not necessarily true and that was a nice surprise because you have when you see the trailer you have ideas like you just said going into it about this family yeah um i think that it's not a great script i think that the main character is the house and if you took the house out of it, visually seeing that home and that mansion and that castle, it is a big part of it. Trust me, that's the goal uh, of the, the story is that it's larger than life. But if you took it out of that visual and put it on stage and just read the script, I don't think it's a good film. I don't think it's a good. I, I don't. I kind of am like, mm, I kind of left was left going Okay, you know, I, I don't know. It, I, it's not that I was offended by anything. Like, it's just like, okay, that is what it is. I would say if you haven't seen it, stop listening to people talking about these scenes and all this stuff. Pay attention to who is doing it and what their motive could be. Why are they doing that instead of the act that they're doing? Yeah, um, my partner, Jamie, who, by the way, watch tries to watch as many of the nominated films before the awards shows and the uh, golden globes less so usually by academy award time he's seen all of them mm-hmm. but he had seen saltburn and i said okay so the talk at the station on friday was the bathtub scene so everybody talks about this and then you're spoiler, just going to be thinking about it the whole time which is fine but that's like a thing you know if that gets you to watch the movie that's okay whatever but he goes you know i think some people will more he's like certain people will be more shocked than others mm-hmm. you know i mean he's seen a ton of films so i don't think he was particularly you know surprised or maybe not surprised but maybe didn't find it as sh- well I don't want to speak for him. Yeah. But he kind of like you felt like maybe there was a little more hype than necessary there around some There are other things that. that are way more He weird. actually did say that about there one may- particular thing, which, which I won't spoil, but I also haven't seen the movie, so I have no context for it. But he made that exact point. There that are there other, was, a lot of other things. There are other things that you'll focus more of your... What? Yeah, um, and I, I think that it actually, that whole hype takes away from enjoying the movie. So just don't... Because then, like, you know that there's a scene in the bathroom... You're going to think, oh, okay, well, there's that. And then you're like, is there more? So every time they're in the bathroom, you're going, "Uh uh-oh, is this the thing? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Because you're just, it's been built up too much. So you're saying they built up the hype too much. Absolutely. Um, I do think that he does a great job. I just think that. Who's he? uh, um, Barry Keoghan. I think he does a great job. I think that Jacob Elordi does a great job. Yeah. Um, so there's some good performances. There are some good right. ones, but then I just question, like, there's so much forced intimacy between the actors. I'm like... We've learned a new term today, forced intimacy. I don't intimacy. know. It's just kind of cheating when it comes to acting. Like, separate them and then see if it's good. All right. When we come back, we are going to continue our thoughts and opinions about one of the first major... Well, I would say, arguably, the first major awards show of the season, the Golden Globes, as it premiered last night. Specifically, we're going to give you some more stage direction advice, and it involves thank yous and alcohol when we return right here on my at an award show if you're a celebrity it's the adventures of bradley and dawn my talk 107.1 it's a day after the golden globes sometimes 
award shows are a hot mess, and we sit like armchair quarterbacks at home and go, "Ooh, we need to change this and that. I mean, every time. Every time. Yes, we have criticisms. Um, So we're going to talk about some of those. And um, I would say the first thing for me is I want them to, there, there is a list of people that you should thank as an actor, your manager, your publicist, your agent, and everybody that works with them, your, the producers of the movie, the head of the, the, uh, oh gosh, the Warner brothers or whoever is the Did you not big honcho. Well, I'm not accepting anything. Your family, <laughs> your spouse, your kids, the rest of the cast, the rest of the nominees. Please handle all of those and create a list. Now you can talk about your feelings. Why do you say that? I mean, I I, I don't disagree with you. I just want you to because flesh those it out. people helped you, and those people expect to be mentioned. And if you don't mention them, you'll be in the blinds the next day. Like, oh, is there trouble in so and so's marriage? They didn't think their spouse or. You know, so-and-so, or internally, people will be like, well, they didn't even thank us. We've been their agent for 15 years. You know what I mean? It would just cause, it's just the expected list. And so I you want, want you people to, to not... have like a, a boiler template. Please. Yeah. And you don't have to be expected to remember them in the moment. I, I, I care less so about the specifics. I just want you to have something to say. So if you don't know what you're going to say, that's what frustrates me it is me feel nervous. when you start to tap dance like, oh, uh, ooh, ha, he, ha, ooh, ha. oh, I only like, have 18 seconds. Oh, uh, it's telling me I got to wrap me. up and do the thing again. Fine. I don't know what that's like, what the pressure is like, but I would imagine if you've achieved that level of celebrity for your talent, that it is because you are a consummate actor and you have the ability to memorize a few lines and look into a camera. If not, Fine. However, to that end, it, it if it's not thank because I kind of get bored with like I would like to thank my agent Ron Popeil. Like that's <laughs> fine, but like none of us know who Ron Popeil is. Then and do anybody, a scroll at the bottom. Or yes, you can do that too. But to me, it's like I love when people have a story. Like I was getting my hair like like Robert Downey Jr. I thought did an amazing job sort of weaving a little bit of humor while also thanking the people that mattered to him. Mm-hmm. It, was it was great. Amazing. But he had something to say. He arrived with a nugget. And that's that's what I care about. I want you to have a nugget, a story, an anecdote, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Be clear, be concise. Mike is pointing at me. Christopher Nolan. Man, was that nice. Yeah. When he was like, Absolutely. last time I was up here, I was accepting this for Heath Ledger. And he that, made that comment. that yeah. he says, I looked out to me, and in a very loving way, Robert Downey Jr. was looking back at me. And he's like, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You, If if you want to, I, I think it's probably more important for new actors. Like, I think of Io. This is like her first few years in front of this crowd of people. And it is more meaningful for her to thank those that have helped her get to this point. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to be like a, you know, you've been in the business for decades and you've been on that stage multiple times, you probably are going to start to veer towards like sharing a story. So that's all fine, mm-hmm. but just have something to say. Be prepared. Yeah. If you don't think Absolutely. that you are Robert. So if you're Robert Downer, Downey Jr., you don't have to worry about it. If you're anybody Although, else did you but notice Robert Downey Jr. He pulled out a piece of paper. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, yes. He yes. was prepared. It's exactly. He yeah. was absolutely prepared. Also, you had another suggestion for we're just doing tips and tricks 
for those uh, who actually are responsible a lot of for time organizing was wasted. this telecast. A lot of time was wasted. Did I enjoy some of these presenters doing little bits? Sure. But I think that they need to give them a time limit. They're like, here is your joke. <laughs> like, get an acting coach up there and go, all right, here's your joke. These are your jokes. And don't read it for the first time on the teleprompter. So you're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to rehearse, okay? And you have 30 seconds to do these jokes. Because I'm sorry, some of them stretched those out for so long that it made me feel uncomfortable Did you, as my, a viewer. My favorite last night, and Mike, I don't know uh, if we have this. I doubt it's in the service. But, Don, my favorite bit that actually worked, I thought, was Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell. That was great. It was it too was long, though. The, I don't think it was too long. Okay. I think it was perfect. Because at that point in the night, everybody's a little antsy. Everybody's like, come on, let's get this thing going. But they're so good at what they do. Like, they know chemistry. It was they really good. They know timing. Good. They're naturals. Like, even though it, it, because when it first happened, and if we can't hear it, I'll just describe it for you, for the listener. Yeah, it's more visual anyway. There was, well, they were talking, and then all of a sudden... Like a, I don't know if what you'd call it, but like an interstitial sound effect just pops up. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, you know, like an awards sound effect starts playing or background music. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is that? But they reacted to it in such a way where I was like, oh, is that, did that really, was that like a technical difficulty? I do have it if you want it. Yeah, let's listen. Hello. Everyone looks beautiful tonight and what a special night it is. We are honored to be here and recognize the fearless and inspired performances by a male actor in a motion picture musical or comedy. It's truly amazing. Incredible. How much a laugh can... Not sure what that was. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. And they both, um, we won't have to listen to the whole thing, but they both. Because it was too long. <laughs> I don't think it was too long. I really don't. I think it got better. Like it got funnier and funnier. And by the end, they were both dancing. Um, but th- the reason I brought that one up is because I thought they, you either have chemistry with the person that you're performing with or you don't. And they definitely had chemistry. So if you're going to do that, make sure that you're going to do it with someone that you can pull it off with. Because otherwise, you're both just going to be like, oh my God, this is so awkward. When's it going to end? Like America Ferreira and Kevin Costner. Oh God, Kevin Costner being the key word there. He was the most awkward. He was awful. Because there, that was Do you want to explain what happened? So, um, uh, it wasn't, his part wasn't written funny. Hers was, or she was playing to the comedy of it. Um, just like, oh, you were amazing in this role and you're amazing also. And then she made a comment like, do you know the whole speech that I did in Barbie? And he's like, no, but like it went on for too long. And then he literally did not have a funny part. It was like just awkward. And I'm well, like, it came across like, over with. I was like, is he on something? Is he a little, is he on pills? Is he on, did he have a few cocktails? Cause oh. she was like on it, zip it alert. And then I was like, wait, is this, you know, like a thing? And I was like, no, I think this is just Kevin Costner not being totally with it. Yeah. Um, I think that there should be some rules that you, if you're a presenter, and I'm sorry if you're at the end of the show, you don't get any alcohol. 
you don't you can't have booze. Oh, if you're a presenter, no booze for you. No, at least until, until you, give you your present. Pre- present. Yeah, that's what I just said. I'm sorry yeah. if you're at the end, but that's the way it is. If you don't want to do that and you'd like to drink, then we'll get someone else. <laughs> I'm so mean, but honestly, like I don't enjoy seeing people fumble through stuff. Like this is a show. For broadcast. Was there anybody last night that you felt was, I mean, other than Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. I feel like uh, Andra Day and John Baptiste, I think it was. That was, they were laughing a lot, but it was too drawn out and long. Um, Gosh, who else? (sighs) I will say the one thing I did not feel last night, that I didn't feel that it was... Sometimes award shows, you're like, oh, my God, when are we going to get to this thing? Mm -hmm. There were some moments like that, that Kevin Costner moment we just talked about. But overall, it felt like it was pretty tight. Yeah. Compared to a lot of previous telecasts. I mean, by the time it was 10 o'clock, I was like, oh, we're done. All right. Yeah. And I was hoping it would be on time, but somebody had too long of a speech and it made it go over. I'm like, you've got a whole other award. I, I just wanted to end on time. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah, but that was an historic win for it her. It was, but it Lily was Gladstone. also really, really, really long. Like, it's extra fitting, long. Fitting for the movie. Okay. <laughs> Why, was I, I understand that, but also, <laughs> just saying, no, let's no, no, no. end I'm on time. I'm, I'm specifically hours. saying to end the broadcast on time, they could have done it. Because they had five minutes. Yeah. And she took up three. So I just, I don't care about what is being said. Just purely from, from I am the director of the Golden Globes. Yeah. And they were doing it and they were doing so well. And then it's like, uh uh-oh. Now, how could they have solved that problem? Cut down the presenters doing their bits. Yeah. Give the actors the time to talk. Yeah, I do. um, Did you, did either of you see that movie? Yeah. Killers of the Flower Mm -hmm. Moon? You haven't seen it yet? No, but I I still would feel the same way. Oh, no, I'm not no, no, saying you should was, change your opinion My at all. comment was just because the movie was three and a half hours long, and I didn't feel like it yeah. needed to be. He was just making I was making fun of her yeah, because, I get it. because yeah. of the movie. But yeah. yeah, for sure. I did see it, yeah. I was just saying that it was reminded to me that I need to put that on my list because there are so many movies before we get to the Oscars that I want to try and cross off the list. All right, the uh, our notes from the Golden Globes last night, and we've also got some more movie talk to have in the next hour Meaning we did watch a bunch of movies this weekend between the three of us. Mike, I didn't ask you, did you watch any movies? I actually watched an entire TV show this weekend. <gasps> I did not watch any movies. What TV show? Murder at the End of the World. Murder at the End of the World. What Emma was that Corrin, one about? Emma Corrin and uh, uh, Clive Owen is in it. And um, it was, uh, yeah. It's that on was, Hulu, right? It's a Hulu slash FX. FX yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, watch Would that you entire recommend it? 100%. All right. Well, I really, really, really enjoyed the ride. It's very fun. Comes off as a murder mystery at first, and then it evolves into so much more. It's about uh, solving some cold cases of like Jane Doe murders, and it's just very fun. Harris Dickinson, by the way, is the other one. He, he was in um, The Iron Claw as well as Triangle of Sadness. Oh, yeah, those two are fantastic oh, together. I'm telling you, there's so many movies I want to see. When we come back at the uh, beginning of the hour, we're going to talk a little bit about some pop culture moments in last night's telecast, including but not limited to Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner. What were they doing? I think you know, and we'll talk about it. And Taylor Swift was actually eating on the telecast. I thought that was amazing. I'll tell you why when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.